Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. It is good to be here. We had a Heart Women's Day here yesterday, and it was a great day of blessing to everybody that was there. In a couple of weeks' time, you will be able to participate in that day when it goes on to our Impactors Online platform, and everyone around the world will be able to participate in that and I'm sure you will be very blessed. Well, let's go and let's just do a little summary of where we are in this series right now. What have we covered so far? We're doing a series called How We Follow Jesus. How We Follow Jesus. How We Follow Jesus. Now, Impactors is the faith, uh, the faith family or community of the Catholic Guy Ministry in multiple locations around the world that shares the same vision, mission, purpose and culture. I've been in some other cities recently and I've been meeting these people who come up to me and say, I'm an impactor, I'm one of, I'm one of you. And uh, there are people sometimes that I haven't met before who then turns out have been watching for a very long time and participating and praying. Well, as I said just before, we're doing this series called How We Follow Jesus. That's the series we're doing right now. And, and we started by looking at the scripture of uh, a couple of John the Baptist disciples following after Jesus and asking him, was he the one? And he said, come and see. And how do we come and see? How do we come and see? Uh, I, was, I was raised in a parish with Carmelite priests. And the priests used to always talk to me about praying. And they would say to me, just come and be with Jesus. And one of the things they would say to me is spend a minimum of 15 minutes every day in prayer, not in bed, not lying down, not in front of the television, uh, not in any of those places, but a dedicated place. When you get there, ask Jesus to come to you every time. Say, Jesus, would you come to me? Then, then be still. You don't have to do much. Sometimes we've got to feel we've got to fill the whole time. We've got to think of things to say. There's prayers to be said, but you don't. Just be still. Any of us who've been in love know what it is to be with someone or be with a good friend and to be still, just be still. Don't ask for things the whole time. You ever been, ever been uh, in a place where people begin to pray and then the very first thing they do is they start to just ask for a million things? If, if your children always are asking you for things or someone's always asking for something, it's not a very fulfilling relationship. So don't start in that place, but end in that place because God does want us to ask. And then, and then listen with all your senses. Listen with everything you have, your heart, mind, soul, strength, because how does God speak? He speaks in our head, our heart, the circumstances of our life. We then talked about, I think, one of the most important topics that I ever talk about. And if you get this, but it's so difficult to get, it is so difficult to understand, it is so transformative, most of us miss it. And for many, many, many years of my life, I didn't understand this. And, but if you get this... What I'm about to get this, it is transformative of your life. If we are to follow Jesus, we have to speak a different language. And how do you speak the language of the place of God in our life? He's the first in my life. I keep declaring that he's the first in my life. He's the Lord of my life. He's the saviour of my life. To speak the language of the priorities of God in my life, this is what he's asking me to do. This is where he's asking me to go. This is what he's asking me to do. To speak the protection of God over my life, I am saved by his blood, I am victorious in him, I don't have to fear the fears of the world or the fears of the night, 
because God is with me. To speak the pleasure of God in our life. The scripture says that God delights in us. And to discover those delights, what God likes about you, speak that. And then finally, to speak the power of God in our life. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. If you were just to get those five things down and you were to speak that, that would transform your life. It is something that most, I find most people can't grapple with at first because it is quite advanced spirituality. That people, people can, because it, it converts you. Jesus said what comes out of your mouth is an indication of what's in here. If you want to transform your heart, begin to change your speech. And so we speak a language of the kingdom. Well, if, if we're going to talk about how to follow Jesus, continue to talk about how to follow Jesus, some people would say, well, the way to follow Jesus is it's through church attendance. Well, if I turn up to church, some people say, well, if I keep the rules... If I keep all the regulations, well, then that will do it. Some people say, well, if I don't sin. Some people say, well, if I say my prayers before I go to bed. Some people say, well, if I'm good, that's what it is to be a Christ follower. Well, anybody knows who has a healthy relationship with anybody is that healthy relationships grow. Friendship grows. It's not stagnant. And it's the same in our relationship with God. I just wish someone had told me that many years ago that the relationship I had with God when I was younger wouldn't be the same relationship I would have in years to come. It wouldn't. That something would happen to me. Well, in John's gospel, Jesus is in the process of saying to everybody, saying to his followers, that he's leaving, but he'll be back. He's leaving, but he'll be back. And this upsets them because they don't want him to go. Just think about who Jesus is. All of a sudden, you're in this place, you're with Jesus, And Jesus comes along and he calls to you and and you spend three years with him. And before that, you don't know him. And and, and he's so amazing. And it says, you know, they were amazed by the things he said, the way he spoke, the miraculous things he did. There was just that sense that when you were with him, as as the apostle said, where else would we go? For you have the words of everlasting life. You have it. Where would we go? They were so, so, just so happy where they were. And then he says, but I'm leaving. But I'll be back. And in, and in John's Gospel, chapter 14, it starts at this. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me, Jesus says. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and I will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. So he says to them, I'm going to come back. And and, and he says, you don't need to worry because I'm not going to abandon you. I'm coming back. And... And, and, and then in verse 4 it says, and, you know, and, you know the, and he says to them, and you know the way to the place where I'm going. Well, Thomas says to him, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? How can we know the way? And Thomas doesn't understand. He clearly doesn't know the way. He doesn't get it. And so he gets frightened. He gets disappointed. He doesn't want Jesus to go. I'm currently in a whole series of meetings with people, you know, people in different cities contact me, different places contact me, different countries contact me, and say, can I help? 
can I help? Can we help you reach more people? And, I, and I've currently been in these meetings with, with, with accountants and lawyers and we're sitting in their offices and, and the whole conversation is how do we reach more people? And, and, and they talk in you know, business people and women and men and they talk about things and that's not my background. And so a lot of the time I don't know what they're saying. And they're talking about something, and I'll lean over to a lawyer or accountant or a business person, man or woman, and I go, what are they, because they're talking about things you could do, and I'll lean over and go, what, what are they saying? And they tell me, and I go, oh. And, I, and I'm, I'm seriously the dumbest person in the room. I really am. And they're talking about this ministry, what we're doing, and how it could go to more countries, how, it, how we could translate it into many more languages. And, 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 and so they're talking all about what we're doing but I don't understand. And here's, G- here's Thomas. He's been with Jesus for three years. He's listened to him for three years. And Jesus says, I'm going, but I'll be back. I'm going to prepare a place, but I'll be back. And Thomas goes, but I don't understand. And, and, and I think I must be Thomas. Because I'm in these meetings. And, and seriously, they're all, they're all talking about how we reach more people for Christ and how that gets organised and all of that type of stuff. And they're talking in this high businessy type language and and I'm lost. And the funny thing is they're talking about me. And I'm there in the room and I don't know what they're talking about, you know. And and I listen to Thomas and I go, man, I'm with you, Thomas. I understand what you're going through. I really do. And I lean over to people and I say, so what, what did they just say? How does that work, what they said? And they tell me, and, and the whole room turns and looks at me and go, he doesn't get it again. You know? Well, anyway. Uh, Jesus replies in verse 6 and he says to Thomas, he says to him, I'm the way, I'm the truth and the life. Because Thomas says, I don't know the way. And he says, well, Thomas, Thomas don't, don't, don't get hassle. He said, I'm the way. In other words, let me lead you and I'll show you how to get there. I'm the truth. If you listen to me, you're not going to be lacking anything if you listen. And, 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 you know, and, and I'm the life. I'm, I'm the fullness of everything. And me, you can't be happier than with me. And, and, and Jesus goes on and he says in, in John chapter 14, verse 1, no one comes to the Father except through me. You can imagine Thomas going, well, I'm going to need someone to explain this to me. And he says, and if you know me, you know my father too. From now on, you do know him and have seen him and have seen him. What, what Jesus is saying is, listen to me, follow me and live in me, live my way and you'll be fulfilled. He says, that's the, that's, that's, that's the, that's the way to do it. That's the way. And if you do that, all will go well for you. Right, and and then he says he says you know because it's about the father's plan, because the father sent Jesus into the world, so that we would be saved, so that we would have access again. Why? Because the father loves us, the father cares for us, the father's plan is that all people will be drawn to him, um, and Jesus then says, you know the father, Thomas, because you've seen me. You've seen me. You've seen me. When I was younger, occasionally people would say to me, I met your dad the other day. Oh, now I know you are why you are like you are. You're like your dad, you know. You're like your dad, you know. And whilst at a spiritual level it's deeper than that, it's very similar to that. 
So Jesus is saying, follow me and I'll lead you all the way into the kingdom if you will lead me, if you'll follow me. Um, in, another, in another city recently, I was, I was driving and I met with someone who was in their car and they said, we're going to such and such a place. And, and, and I said to them, okay, and I was driving on the wrong side of the road or they would say the right side of the road and I was following and, and I said, oh, well, I'll follow but you're going to have to go at a pace that I can keep up because if you go too fast, I'll be lost. And when we got to some traffic lights, if they got through, if they didn't slow down, I, was, I couldn't keep up. In other words, but if I followed them, guess what? In the end, I got to where we were going. All right? uh, Jesus, if we are to get to him, has to be our focus. Jesus has got to be the one we stare at, we look at, not just with our eyes and not just with our mind, but the t- with the totality of who we are. What did Jesus say? You know, love me with your whole heart, soul, mind and strength, the totality of who you are. Jesus says, if you want to love God, look at me. If you want to know God, look at me. So in the Christian life, Jesus is our focus. Now, if all you're doing is turning up to church on Sunday, but your Jesus is not your focus, is that fulfilling? Is that maybe why many people fall away from church? Many people stop because they don't have Jesus as their focus, but rather what they have is attendance and rule-keeping and being good as their focus? And those things help us focus on Jesus, but if the focus isn't Jesus, then what we do is we end up fulfilling and doing empty habits in our life. Uh, Now, there's a word in the Bible, in the book of John particularly, that gets used for this focusing on Jesus, on this focusing on Jesus, and it's the word abide. It's the word abide. And what does abide mean? A number of kind of sentences. It means to act in accord with, to submit to, agree to. It means to remain steadfast or faithful to, keep. It it means to act in accord with. I used to think abide meant to somehow mysteriously be in. And, And whilst you maybe could stretch it to that, it's not saying that. It's saying to act in accord with. It, it means to submit to. It means to agree to. In, in John 14, 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In other words, if you abide, in other words, if you, are, if, if you submit to me, in other words, if you live according to me, if you remain start, steadfast to me, that will be a sign that you love me how you live in me. In other words, in a way, other words, you abide. So how do we follow Jesus? How do we do this in our own lives, in our everyday life, exactly where we are? Well, I'm going to give you four different ways to do that, and they all start with the letter A. Uh, that way, hopefully, we'll remember them. Number one, it's this, it's that we have to accept his ways and his will. We have to accept his ways and his will. How does God want this done? Not how do I want this done, but how does God want this done? See, that's where the battle is in our mind. 
So often what we want is we want to do it our way. We don't want to be told. We don't, we don't want someone else to be able to say to us, this is what it is, even if it's God. And that's, the, we read right through the scriptures, right through the Old Testament, where the battle has always been fought. That was the story of Adam and Eve, wasn't it? God tells them, this is what I want you to do. And here they are. They go, but no, we want to do it a different way. We want to do it our way. But Jesus says, if you are to follow me, it's my way. Jesus says to us, there are some things that are non-negotiables, that this is the kingdom principles of the way it is. Jesus said when he prayed in the, on, on the Sermon on the Mount, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, meaning there's a will. There is God's will, thy will be done. God, Father, your will be done. And this is the place where many people walk away because we're not in the place of saying, God, what do you want? We live in this world where we're all stopping and saying, but I want to do my way. I want to do my way. Um, and unless we can overcome that battle, what we will be is someone who keeps rules, but we won't be people who experience our heart converted to God. To follow Jesus means, secondly, to abandon ourselves to his care. Similar, but not the same. To abandon ourselves to his care. It isn't just to, it isn't reluctant acceptance. It is to abandon, it is to say, so totally and utterly, your will be done. What Mary said, Luke 1, verse 38, thy will be done, your will be done in me, according to what you want. When the angel Gabriel turned up to her and said, hey, teenage girl, you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. And she said, how can this be? And then she finishes by saying, but what you want, what you want, would you be prepared to go to wherever God called you? Would you be prepared to do whatever he asked? Would you be prepared to give away whatever he directed you to do? To, band, to abandon ourselves to God is to submit ourselves in, its, in our deepest self. It is to let go. Now, when often we're young, abandonment is idealistically, of course. When I was young, of course I'll be committed to you, Lord. And then as I get older, holding on, as I grow in wisdom, as I grow in experience, as I grow in my own ways, I want my own ways. So ab abandonment is, is submission. It is the true dying to self. It is going where he asks you to go. It is acting how he's asking you to act. And it is being obedient to him. And we read the scriptures and we read many stories of women and men who didn't want to do what God asked them to do. They didn't. But what ultimately transformed their lives was their submission and being able to say, Lord, I can and I will do what you want. In John 14, 21, it says, they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. So in other words, are we saying that though, that John's saying that those who don't keep his commandments um, don't love him? And then he goes on and says, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, because if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. If we continue to read in that, it actually says that those who don't submit, don't love, 
God rejects. But we don't like that bit. So it seems clear that the submission of who we are... And when I was younger, when I was younger, one of the ways that I was constantly taught about submission was to do it in prayer, was to constantly pray to God and to say to God, God, I can't overcome myself. I can't overcome what I want. Your will is too hard. Your ways are too hard. I'm going to need your help. Now, when you read the lives of experienced men and women of faith through history, when you read the scriptures, one of the things that we begin to see about people who've grown in that spiritual maturity we talked about before is that they have the ability to tune in over time and learn over time. It's a learned skill to tune in to their heart and to tune in to the voice of God within them. The spiritual person knows how to do that in time. In John 14 verse 15 it says, Jesus says, you won't do this by yourself and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate. What does it mean another? Another means Jesus was our advocate. Another advocate to be with you forever. So he's leaving. He says, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to ask that another advocate comes. This is the spirit of truth. Comes back to that I am the way, the truth and the life whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, remains with you, and he will be in you. So the third thing that we learn is you'll be given another advocate, the Holy Spirit. You'll be given another advocate, the Holy Spirit. And what's an advocate? An advocate means this. I wish I'd put these on the screen, but I didn't. An advocate. An advocate is a backer. An advocate, the, script, uh, the dictionary tells us, is a promoter. An advocate is a believer. An advocate is an activist. An advocate is a campaigner. That's who the Holy Spirit will be in your life. He will be a backer, a promoter, a believer, an activist, a campaigner in your life. To do what? To achieve God's will in our life so that we would be surrendered so much that we would follow Jesus and we would know Jesus. And if we know Jesus, we would ultimately come to know the Father. And so walking with God is walking from an immature relationship of Jesus, I believe in you and love you, to a place of maturity where we stop and we begin to say, and Lord, I believe in you and I am submitted to your will. And there's a lifetime of work there. There's a lifetime of submitting to God. Um, In verse 26, it says, The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. So to be able to submit to God's will, to be able to accept his will, to be able to abandon yourself to him, you don't have to do by yourself. You're going to get taught. You're going to get taught along the way. And then he's going to remind you of the things that I taught when we read the Scriptures. And we read those things that are in the Scriptures. Why do, we, why do we read the Scriptures? And the Holy Spirit works to bring it alive in us all the time. We go to church on Sunday. We listen to the Scripture. We maybe memorise something in it. The Scripture says, hide the Scriptures in your heart so that the Holy Spirit at the right time can bring it to you for wisdom and direction and guidance. How do we submit to God's will? John fifteen four says this, Abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide um, in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. In other words, to abide means to act in accordance, remember, to act in accordance with his will. It is to act, it is to submit to, it means to agree to, it means to remain steadfast. What Jesus is saying is to abide in me is like being connected to the branch. It's, it, and you know, it, it is being connected to the vine, connected to the roots. It is to remain. It is to abide. That's how we become, that's how we grow in Jesus is by being connected to Jesus. And the Carmelite priests, when I was young, what they taught me was that we did that through prayer, that we did that through coming towards God every day for that 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is for you, not in the shower, not in front of the TV, not lying down, but deliberately, purposely, every day, without fail, coming before God and saying, I'm going to spend this time with you and I don't want to learn about you. I want to encounter you. I want to experience you in my life. I just don't want to be a turner-upper who turns up to church. I want to be transformed by you. And then what happens along the way, and this is the fourth thing we're going to follow Jesus, is that we need to learn to adapt or acclimate to the life of the kingdom of God. I prefer the word acclimate than adapt. Adapt means I'll change according to what you want. But to acclimate means that it's almost like this slow growth change that I become. Like in this room right now, standing right here, I'm hot. I'm hot. Um, I don't mean I'm hot looking. I mean, that's true too. But I mean I'm hot, hot. You know, I'm hot. Um, and, uh, uh, and, but I, you know, and, but over time you adjust to it. See, getting up every day and, and, and praying for that 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day for years where no one ever saw, no one ever knew. When I was at school, I used to get on my bike and I'd ride down to the school and the church, church was, churches were open and where I, in my local church had a choir loft up top and I'd go up the stairs after school and I'd just sit there in the choir loft day after day after day. See, those investment of days and months and years in the choir loft where no one ever saw is what has me here today. And it's not too late. It's not too late. We know the story of the scriptures where uh, Jesus tells a story where a farmer goes out and he employs people in the morning and he says, I'm going to pay you this much. And then in the middle of the day, he employs some more. And then in the afternoon, he employs some more. And then with one hour to go, he employs some more and he pays them all the same. And the people come along who say, but I started earlier in the morning and I've gone right through the heat of the day. How come those guys who only came in the last hour got the same? And Jesus said, I promised to give you what I was going to give you. If I happen to be generous because I'm going to give to even the ones who come in the last hour, it's okay. To the man who wrote to me recently and said to me, I'm 60 years old. If only someone had told me all of this when I was younger, my life would have been so different. To the woman who was 83 years old who wrote to me recently and said to me, I never knew 
No one ever told me I could have a relationship with Jesus. I've just gone to Mass and to church my whole life. But no one told me I could be in relationship with him. To the many people who said to me, no one ever taught me to pray. No one ever taught me to be still. No one ever taught me that I don't have to come up with words all the time. No one ever taught me that I didn't have to keep asking for things, that I could just come and say, here's me. And I didn't have a good week this week. I haven't behaved in the ways I should have behaved. I've done the wrong thing. But none of that makes me unacceptable to you. For you love me and you see beyond my frailty and my weakness. Uh, See, over time, we change, we acclimate, we adjust to what is around us. Uh, And how do you do that? The secret is prayer. The secret is that time that you spend alone. That time that you spend with a community of people However, you might pray with that community of people, and there are many ways to pray with groups of people, whether it's words on the screen and a band up the front, whether it's someone saying, be silent and just be still. Whatever that is, it's inviting Jesus into us and saying to Jesus, Jesus, I want to accept your will. I abandon myself and my desires to you. Send that advocate that Holy Spirit to me because I can't do this but over time I will walk with you and I will walk my whole life with you from this moment whether I have decades or whether I have days and I will adjust to you and I will adapt to you I will acclimate to your will and you promise me you promise me Lord that if I will I will hear your voice If I will, I will hear know the truth. If I will, I will know the way. If I will, I will know what life to its fullness is. If I would just spend that time with you every day in submission to you. So in these next few minutes, why don't we pray together? Why don't we all pray? And wherever you are, whether you're here, whether you're around the world in some place, Close your eyes. If you're driving a car, pull over. And let's just come before the presence of God. And just close your eyes and let's just come before God and say, Jesus, I seek to accept your will. I abandon myself to you. Holy Spirit, you, the advocate, the helper, come and help me. You who are my backer, my promoter, my campaigner, my believer, the activists on my behalf. I want to be that little bit more, that little bit more adjusted, that little bit more acclimated to your will, Father, today. Come and be with me right now. The Bible goes on and it says that if you abide in me, you can ask whatever you will and God will grant it to you. The secret to your answered prayers is abiding. The secret to the desires of your heart is abiding. The secret to all that you seek is abiding in Him. Let's do that right now. So close your eyes wherever you are. Father God, we come before you right now.
And Lord, wherever we are around the world, you see us. And wherever we are, you know us. And for us, Lord, there's no secrets. For us, Lord, there's no skeletons in the closet that you don't know. There's no sadness that you don't understand. You know everything. There's no sin that is hidden from you. And yet your love is turned up full volume toward us. Your love is turned up complete towards us. And even if we've lived a life where we've rejected you, time and time and time again, you have never rejected us once. You have never walked away from us. You have never, ever said, you are unacceptable to me. And maybe today you've never heard that you could be in a relationship with God where you can come to God and you can say, God, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to love you. I'm struggling to know you. I'm struggling to see you as friend. I was raised to attend church. You know, I'm sure no one told me that that was the only thing I meant to do, but that's what I heard. And now there's something more. You offer me, you offer me the ability to abide in you, to remain in you, to live in you, to hear you, to see you. Lord, I, I come to you with everything that I am in the place I am. Lord, there's so much more to know that I don't know. Lord, there's so much more to do that I seem to have fallen short of doing. And maybe now, Lord, for me, some of those things are too late. But yet in your infinite, complete and perfect plan, you make whole. Lord, to you, it doesn't matter if I'm turning up and it's the last hour. I will get the same prize as the person who's run long, walked long. I will receive the same. Lord God, come to me today. Come to me as I ask you to forgive me for the times I've turned my back on you. For the times, Lord, when I have known better and I still chose the wrong thing. For those times, Lord, when I've said, 
my way is better than your way. For those times when I've felt like I've been abandoned from the truth, Lord God, because I just didn't allow my eyes to see it. I, it's been so far away and yet it was there all along. I abandoned it. But today, I come to you and I ask you, Lord God, for those times of weakness that I've had, those times of frailty, for those times when I stuffed up, forgive me. And I know that just even uttering the words forgive me, that I am instantaneously forgiven. I know that you are a sensitive lover, that you do not force yourself. upon me but you come and you wait for me to respond and there are some of you listening to the sound of my voice today and the Lord would say to you I've been waiting I've been waiting your whole life for you to come. To abide in me. That you would know that I am with you. Lord God, we come before you today and we accept you. And maybe today you are someone that is young and maybe you haven't been to church much in your life or if you have, you haven't really understood or got it. Then turn to him and say, Lord, I'm, I'm all available. I'm available. I'm available. But you convince me. You show me. I'm open to abiding and to walking and to living in you, but you come and convince me. You show me I'm available. And Lord, to those of us who need to say we accept you, accept your will and your way, today we do. To those, Lord God, who have to abandon ourselves like we jump off the cliff to launch off, off, Lord God, in, in the belief that you will catch us in our hopes, in our dreams, in the person that we are. We launch off and say, catch us, Lord. We're in your trust. And Holy Spirit, you who are that promoter of us, that believer in us, that campaigner for us, that strength within us, that one who, rem who teaches us new things and reminds us of what Jesus said to us. Come into our heart today. Come into our lives today. We, Lord God, will change. We will acclimate. We will adjust. That's our desire, but you'll need to do it in us. 
And as we do all these things, we know, Jesus, that we will see you and we will follow you and we will know you as our friend, our Savior and our Lord. And you will point the Father to us and we will see his will and his ways and we will know his love. If there's something that you wanted to say to God right now, why don't you say it right now, just quietly to yourself. You can turn to Jesus exactly where you are right now and you can talk to him in your heart and take 15 minutes every day and just make it a place of silence. I wrote a book a little while ago called Personal Prayer. And in that book, it was a book that I, it was the way I was taught to pray. And it's about how to find the place and how to start and how to do it. And you can go to our store and you can find that there. And if you follow the links on the screen, they'll take you there. And uh, it will help you to develop a relationship with God. It's the way I pray every day. And it has helped me to abide in Him and to be able to do the things that He's asked. I pray wherever you are today, I pray where all of you are, that you would know His love and His goodness today. You'd sense Him exactly in the place where you are. He loves you. He does. I look forward to seeing you again. May the Lord bless you. You can write to me at these addresses or you can go, if you're watching online, why don't you comment right now at the end of the message today? Why don't you comment about how you have experienced today? There are hosts who would be happy to pray with you. There are hosts that would be happy to talk with you. Don't go off straight away. Why don't you spend some time in our community of faith, in the Catholic Guy community, in Impactors, and why don't you experience His love exactly in the place where you are? Hey, God bless you. See you next time. And don't forget wherever you are, God is never ever far from you.